How are you guys doing? And welcome over here to the channel. If you guys are new, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, go ahead and hit that notification, a little bell, so you guys get notified every single time a video goes live. So I'm going to tell you guys right now, over here in Kiev, we're going to start over here. So this is my map. If you guys are new, red is Russian, blue is Ukrainian, fairly obvious. Blue with the triangles is going to be heavily fortified defensive positions for the Ukrainians, for the Ukrainians, depending on where it's at. You guys can see quite a few over here. Pyluki is one of the main areas. Kiev, and then just north we have Chernihiv, Mena, and that's pretty much it. And then Sumy. So that's what's on this map. This is my own map I have. Now this black line you guys see, that is one of the routes that comes into the city on the northeastern side. This is one of the main routes for supplies. Now there hasn't been a lot going on on the northeastern side of Kiev over the last 12 hours. Now on the northwestern side over here, there's, there's been quite a bit of movement. And when it comes to that, there's been a, a pretty big... Uh, <laughs> been a pretty big ambush that happened i'd actually have a video footage of it of the aftermath but the ukrainian forces actually ambushed russians once again that have taken out a significant amount of their equipment and supplies and they actually can't uh, excuse me they actually captured a transport truck that was completely full of ammo So this is actually a really big deal. This is so we, we always talk about big Russian losses that they've taken over the last week or so. They've taken quite a bit, and that does happen at the time of war. And a lot of people, for some reason, think that I'm like pro pro Ukraine or I'm pushing Western propaganda, which is not true. I'm not. I'm not pushing any type of narrative here. I'm just giving you guys the facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. Okay, that's that's the god honest truth. If whatever side you're on, if they're losing. That's just because they're incompetent and they don't know what they're doing. So do not get mad at me if your side that you're trying to choose is losing this war. So with that being said, we're going to move on to here. So Russian, the 331st Brigade, the Guards Airborne Regiment of the 98th Guard Airborne Division, has claimed to have been almost completely wiped out near Kiev. Now this isn't just coming from the sources that I have. This is actually coming from Russian sources. So this is coming straight from the Russians. So calm down in the comments section. I know you're freaking out now. Because some other YouTuber didn't tell you that this happened. Maybe they didn't find it. I don't know. The unit consisted of around 2,000 airborne soldiers along with over 200 armored fighting vehicles. This is pretty big. The commander of the 331st, Colonel Sergei Sukrev, as well as the deputy commander, Major Sergei Kailov, was actually confirmed KAA on March 17th on the outer areas of Kiev. Russian media has now confirmed that the 331st guards is no longer a thing and have some video proof of what is left for you guys right here. BMD3 раз, BMD3 два, BMD3 три, Беха четыре, Беха пять, Беха шесть, о, Беха семь, Беха семь. Выше Маталыга раз, Маталыга два, Мишка. Один БТР командно штабний і БМП-2. БМП-2 і ще одна БМДшка. БМД-8, дві мотолиги, один танк. So there's currently only one survivor and he was severely wounded and he was an airborne soldier who is currently under Ukrainian medical care as well as 100 captured Russian airborne POWs. So the Russians have actually been looking, they've actually started using these exact matter of fact. I've got the first confirmed one right now, a Tornado S Balut guided missile in Kiev. So you guys are seeing these images right now. As you can see from these photos, it's pretty advanced rocket. It actually has a guided munition in it. So it takes off, it does this thing, 
munitions come out and then they're hit their guided targets. So it's actually fairly expensive and fairly com- complex. They've started using these things inside of Kiev. They're bringing in more munitions. This is one of the things I was talking about the other day. Are the Russians even trying out the gate? I asked, I said this actually multiple times. Are they using these, these men as cannon fodder? Have they even brought in their real stuff? No one really knows. I don't think that to be the case. I really don't. I think they're just lack, well, lack knowledge. And actually, when it comes to on-the-ground battle tactics, they don't really know exactly what they're doing. They're having to learn right now. And yes, as they're doing this over the last three weeks, they've gotten probably a little bit better, and that's why they're regrouping to, to make another assault on these areas. They've learned a lot. The Ukrainian forces, are not. they haven't been one to mess with this entire time, and the Russians have now realized that. It's kind of funny, though. I was talking about seeing comments and stuff. I have this one I was going to read here. So I keep seeing these ones come through. So for some reason, people just get super salty. If you're one of those people, I am so sad. I feel bad for you. I feel very bad for you. Uh, He says, I think my map is very accurate. Okay, well, it could be. Who knows? I don't think it is. You don't say where I get my sources from. I don't tell you because I really don't feel the need to, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, there's so many sources I get these things from. I'm I'm literally pulling it from roughly 15 to 20-ish, and I'm not going to list them all out. I mean, I, I, if you don't trust me, then get off this channel because I promise you I have no reason to push any Western propaganda. I don't, I don't really have, I don't feel the need to on this thing. And this person goes on to state that the above mentioned channel and or other YouTubers did not mention anything about the flooding of the river or any of these other lies. I keep seeing a bunch of these come through. I know a lot of people saying Russian bots and whatever. I actually think they're, they're people, but maybe they just don't, they're just not as, I don't know. Maybe they're just not educated on the, the situation or maybe they're so hard-headed they don't want to see into it. So with that being said, we're going to move on. So they think that I'm incorrect. So I'm going to do a little bit of, a little bit of knowledge for you, right through your, your little head right there, the thick skull of yours. So that flooded river I've been talking about, the one just north of Irpin. So I actually have an image from one week ago we got from satellite image. You guys see the water and the pooling around there? Yes, that started to come about a week ago. Now, the second one you're about to see, oh my gosh, look at that. There's even more water. One week later. You know what's kind of crazy about this? This is satellite imagery. And yes, I got this from one of my multiple 15 to 20 sources. But yes, as you can tell, satellite imagery does not lie. I guess they could be Photoshop, but you can go pull this up yourself. So there is that. And right now, the flooded area is just now approaching Horinka, which is just outside of Bucha. See, I look, I got those names right, too. I'll do, I do read the comments. Bucha, got it. Gotcha. Facts don't care about your feelings, you guys do know, especially even more so in a time of war. And if your country is the one that's getting his teeth kicked in, my apologies. I'm not here to, to help either side. I'm just here to spit some facts and some truth. That's all we do over here. I don't, I don't have an agenda to push, and a lot of people do know that. We're just going to move on. There hasn't been a lot going on in Kiev. Now we're going to go to Kharkiv. There's been a lot going on in this area. We have updated the map just a little bit. The Russians in the side of this area have given up just a little bit of ground. They've actually pulled their forces back. There hasn't been because of fighting. It's been in the fact that they've actually literally been reconsolidating their men on the northern side of Kharkiv. So they have pushed back a little bit. And they are actually staging right here, as we know, just over here in Belgrade. We've said this multiple times. This is a staging area inside of Russia where they push their troops down. They rotate them in and out of Kharkiv to keep them, them stress-free, I guess you would say, or just get them recharged and refit to go back into battle. Now, I'm telling you guys this for a reason. They, I don't think the Russians are going to be going after Kharkiv as of right now. And neither do the Ukrainians. So the Ukrainian general staff has actually stated that Russian forces in Kharkiv area intend to bypass the city and go west to advance on Poltova. So that's what this red line is. So they, this is one of the areas where I'm telling you they've regrouped and taken out of this eastern, northeastern side of Kharkiv and moved their men back out to then push them through and actually bat, bypass Kharkiv. Right now, Kharkiv is not the strategic area or strategic, I guess, city inside of this area. One of the, the main areas is actually down here in Izium. Izium is a big one. And severe Nididas, which is a lot of fighting going down there right now. And the reason why I say this is if they can get through those two cities, then they can push on to Dnipro. So if they can get through there, then they don't really need Kharkiv to be, well, Kharkiv will actually be completely 100% surrounded at that point if they can actually do that. 
And that is why I believe they're actually pulling those forces up to the northern side of Kharkiv to then push them out and do another assault on the town of Poltova. And this is another reason why we've been talking about those routes, those routes on the other. So, you know, we'll flip back over here. These routes I'm talking about over here, over here in Sumi. And that's another reason why I could see them wanting to secure these routes. They need to get in Sumi. Sumi, they take control of Sumi. They control these routes. And that's why they're pushing those men to the north northwest side of Kharkiv. So there's also been elements in the same t- in the same area right here. Literally, I'm just going to give a circle right there. So that area right there where I've told you guys men are staging. Right now, the elements of the first GTA, which actually is not the video game, but first guards tank army in the sixth CAA combined arms army have been spotted moving into the Russian defensive lines inside of this area. So they're actually moving some men's in, or excuse me, some men's in, some men in from Belgrade. And Ukrainian has actually reported. So Chuhiv down here has actually been heavily fortified. As you guys can see, I've actually annotated this now. And the Russians have actually pushed some of their men back just a tad bit. Now, they, they've, they've actually sustained a little bit of losses. So the Ukrainians have actually reported that they destroyed 30% of the 252nd Rifle Division, which is just an infantry division, in fighting around Kharkiv and Izium. So we know. So the north side is controlled by the Russians, and the south side right here is controlled by the Ukrainians. It still is that same way. There's been heavy fighting inside those areas. We know that they've actually pushed in there. As the Ukrainians, that is, they pushed in two battalions with the air assault and airborne uh, troops into this area to actually push out the Russian forces. Now, over here near Severe Nididesk, this northern side, Rubizine. So right now, that that northern city is actually controlled by Russian forces. And as we are making this video, Russians are actually pushing men right now. They're doing assaulting element through the northern side and the north northwestern side. Excuse me, on this backside, trying to go into Severe and into Desk. Now, this is going to be one of their main areas they're going to go after over the next couple of days to weeks. This area right here is pretty crucial. This has been one of the areas that they've been well. It's been heavily contested for the last eight years. Now the Russians are going to be pushing more, more of their men here for one reason, and it has a lot to do with Mariupol and moving more Western. And I do believe up in Kharkiv, I will say this, the current situation around Kharkiv is pointing to the Ukrainians actually holding off Kharkiv for the foreseeable future. It does not appear that the Russians really have a desire to take the city like they have down in Mariupol. Mariupol, I have some, some really in-depth maps we're going to talk about here in a second. I also believe that it is beyond the current actually means to do so. And they have the fact they're so they're spread so thin inside of this area, and I've realized they actually need to secure those routes in the northeast side of the country is why they're actually pulling them in out of Kharkiv. If you look down here, I'm just going to kind of like square it off. So this area down here is extremely important to the Russians down on the most eastern side. Kharkiv is kind of, I'm going to say, no man's land. Now over in Sumy, which is one of the main areas they actually need, it's up just northwest of Kharkiv, which is just right here. So this is another one of the big areas they need to take. Because they have a staging ground right here, the Russians do, up just north of Sumi. That's where one of the supply routes actually brings in all the supplies to go east. So I think they're going to be pushing more of their men over here to try to take this area because they've, they've learned that they spread themselves so thin over the last three weeks that they don't have the, the force to actually take over the most some of these Ukrainian areas that they thought they would. So I know a lot of people think that the Ukrainians are winning this war, which they might be right now. I'm not, not saying that the Russians could, could really rethink, refit, and regroup and then push through a lot of these areas and overpower the Ukrainian forces. That is something that could possibly happen. I'm just telling you guys right now, if you're on the Ukrainian side of things, that is something I could see actually happening in some of these areas like Sumi and Priluki and Konotop and men, all these areas through there. I do believe they could do that if they just started regrouping and start readjusting their fires and their men to actually push through these areas. But down here in this, 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 this square area, the eastern side of the country, the Ukrainians cannot afford to be dislodged from this AO, area of operations. And I will say this, it's not out of the question for the Russian forces to actually overpower them in this area either. I do believe that can be a thing, but I believe severe in the desk right here. I think the Russians are going to take their heavy casualties going through this city, but I also believe they have a larger force than the Ukrainians 
on this eastern side of the country, so I do believe it is possible. Yet you, you guys got to remember, so Mariupol has been kind of a thorn in the side of the Russians. They've had to put a lot of resources down into that city. So a lot of people don't realize this. If they take that city, they're going to be able to readjust those forces and start pushing them north. And that's going to be a huge factor later on in this conflict. I don't think, I don't think this conflict's even close to being ended just because of the fact that Mariupol right now, there's been a pocket that's actually been pushed through. So we're going to go down to Mariupol. I have a, I have a more in-depth map I'm showing you guys as of right here. So you can see my arrows coming through. So you guys can see here, 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 and here. So there's some arrows of Russian forces have actually pushed through. And they're actually making the offensive on Mariupol as we speak. Now, they have pushed through here on the southeastern side of the country. You guys are, yeah, southeastern side of the city, as you would say. So that, that line right there is, is of the Russians. It's actually mainly just Chechen forces that have pushed through. The siege of Mariupol itself, though, has been a mix of standard Russian practices towards seizing an urban area and tactics learned from operations in Syria targeting the civilian population to coerce them into surrendering, which they have been doing. The route that's leading out of there. They're not allowing, they're not allowing them to leave. They're not allowing food and supplies to get in. So they're, they're physically forcing, they're actually forcing the civilian population to just give up and go, like, just say, okay, you won. We have, they, have no, they have no means of survival inside of the city. They've completely sh shut them off from the outside force. And right now, they're being shelled right now. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if anybody's talking about this. From the sea just south of Mariupol, they're actually shelling the city as of four hours ago. And as you guys can see right here, this force that's pushed through here, those are Chechnyans. So those Chechnyans actually pushed through, and they're inside of this area right here. This is, I'm going to put a C so you guys see. So those Chechnyan forces right there that are in the center part of the city, they now control the government buildings, which I actually have some video proof of this, you guys, right now. <laughs> So with me actually saying that, Ukrainian forces still have been able to hold the key defensive positions inside of the city and been able to actually conduct counteroffensive attacks on Russian convoys trying to enter the city, as you guys can see inside of this video. So there's been a lot of house-to-house -house fighting urban warfare down in Mariupol itself. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and circle some, some areas. So you have this one right here, this one right here, and then you have this, this area right there. So those three areas are pretty crucial right now for the, the Ukrainian forces. I, I hope that they can close out if you're on the Ukrainian side of things. They need to close out this gap right here. If they can find a way to close out that gap, they're not going to be able to push the Russians. That is, they're not going to be able to push through on this eastern side. The main issue is down here near the sea. Now they have freedom of movement clearly to get in because that's where the Chechens have actually pushed through. So they're actually within the city. Now, I don't know how many forces are going to be able to push through because Ukrainians are probably going to really heavily fortify that side and bring more men on that side of the city. I, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of casualties taken from both sides over the next 24 to 48 hours with fighting inside of the city. And just north of it, the Russians have actually 
said that they've taken Starry Crium, which is just right here. So they've actually cleared out some more white space, and they do control that area just northwest of the city. And the fall of Maripul is actually inevitable as of right now, as I'm looking at this. Just due to the fact that the, if the Ukrainian military does not mount a serious counteroffensive in the area, the closest Ukrainian forces I've found roughly about 90 to 120 kilometers away. And th- this fall of the city will happen. It's just something I didn't see happening before they brought in these Chechenian fighters. The Chechenians actually, they've done a ton of fighting like this. They're really key when it comes to urban warfare, and that's why they pushed them into this part of the city. That's where they're able to push through. Now, I will say this over the next, I'm going to say week, they're going to take significant losses when it comes to men, vehicles, and just supplies in general, trying to take Mariupol, which may pause their efforts throughout the rest of the country. They're focused on this. If they could take this, that is the Russians. If they could take Mariupol, then they're going to be able to push those men north and take out other cities. Because right now they're spread so thin in certain areas, especially in the west, and especially up in the northeast side over Kharkiv. That's why they had to pull those men out. Now you, now you guys get a complete picture of what's actually going on in the country. Mariupol is extremely crucial and the inevitable is going to happen, and Ukraine will lose that city if they do not do a counteroffensive attack. So we're going to move west. Not a lot's happened through this area. I think a lot of the forces that have been doing these probing attacks through here, that have been pushing north, have not been. They haven't really been successful. I also don't know if they're really doing it to actually push their forces ahead, or if they're just doing it to find out weak, kind of weak points in the defensive security, or excuse me, the defensive positions of the Ukrainian security force. And that's probably what the case is. I think a lot of the men are, are a little bit more south than Mariupol worried on that situation. We're going to move a little bit west. So here we know that they actually still control this area. There's Ukrainian forces. That's going to be a big deal leading up later on in this conflict, mainly because I think they're going to be able to fortify that city that's down there and make it a little bit more difficult for Russians to push through. Mikhailov, no change, but there's been change right here, just outside of it. So yesterday, the Russians were actually pushed all the way over to Nova Odessa. So in the last 48 hours... The Russians have been pushed all the way back from Vozdenesk right there. So there's that Ukrainian um, power plant right there. They've pushed them all the way back to here and then all the way back here. That's a significant push over the last two days. It's mainly due to the fact that the Russians don't have the logistics and men to actually hold the ground there. But that is a big deal. That is, that is something to keep an eye on because if they keep pushing them back in this area, then they're going to have to shift some of those men down to Mariupol. Instead of shifting them north, they're going to have to shift them west. This was the spearhead element that we we're talking about. That one was 100% completely wiped out and is non-existent as of right now. So the Russian element right now is sitting like this over in the western side of the country. But hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I hope you guys learned something new about the Ukrainian conflict. I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode. I do love you guys. I'm out.